0: this is the inspire more life podcast where we just dive into people's stories amazing people's stories that you may not have heard of you may have heard of them but they're up and coming they may even be popular but we want to dive into their story dive into their mindset and just learn from them learn from their insight learn from their experience the world is so big so i look forward to you looking at this podcast and being inspired to live more and go after more your life because others have done it and you can do it too This is the Inspire More Life podcast. You know what it is. Your boy, Jonathan Wells. We're here with Jordy Sark.
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: Jordy Sark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Check out his Instagram at jordysark.com so you guys can see the amazing photography work that he does. He's a photographer that went international all around the world, captured beautiful images of just cultures and communities and people in their natural environments. And, uh, man... Jordi, give a little bit about, you know, what you want them to know about yourself before we dive in.
1: <laughs> about myself? Well, so, yeah, I'm, my name is Jordi. I'm from Spain, from Barcelona, and I've been traveling around the world for like five years now. And, yeah, recently moved to Thailand. It's been, I think, five, six months now. And, yeah. so How, do you, how do you like Thailand? I love it, man. I love it. Everything here... Is way better than in Spain, <laughs>
0: man. I want to understand. I want to understand. So, what we'll dive right in? You're you're an amazing photographer. Thank you. You know, we just came into the studio, yeah. And the manager wanted to hire you, right? Like it's <laughs> it's that it's that level of work in which you look at his profile and you see it. It's like amazing, and and it just speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, how when did you start for you know photography? So yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I was I was studying communication back in Spain in Barcelona, and well, they offered me the possibility to do an exchange program here in Thailand. Actually, that was back in 2018. Uh, I was studying at that time advertising and Paris which was nice, but I wasn't really, really enjoying it. I knew from the beginning that I didn't really want to do that for the rest of my life. And and because I started living amazing things, I just decided to, to buy a camera and start shooting. And, you know, one thing led to the other. So, so at the end, I ended up becoming a photographer. It took some time. Honestly, it, it wasn't easy. But it was as as simple as buying a camera, then realizing that I loved it and start shooting nonstop eight hours a day for a year until it became my profession.
0: What age was this at?
1: Um, I think by then I was like I was like
0: twenty twenty one so you're twenty one years old and you kind of had an inkling that you wanted to go into photography, so you went through this whole process and then you brought a you brought a camera, yeah. <laughs> and you investing in that camera?
1: Yeah, that was that was a funny story, man. Because it, <laughs> so I literally went went to the store, right? I never picked a camera in my life. I never bought a camera. Like I had zero experience, and I just went to the shop and I was just like, okay, I want one of the best cameras so I can I can start taking photos. And I remember that the person who was who was working there, he was like, well, maybe you should just buy a normal camera, you know, until you find out like if you really like that or what you want to do. And all of that, but I was like, no, I'm I'm so sure that um I wanna invest in that, then I'm I'm gonna just go serious with it. And I just I just bought in that case my first camera was a Sony Alpha six thousand
0: five hundred. Wait, so he was saying he was saying just to dip your toe into it. Yeah, yeah. You were like he was was
1: recommending me. I don't know if he was a good salesman for saying that, (laughs) but yeah.
0: But he was a good person.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's true.
0: He was looking out for your, he was like, man, I don't want this my kid <laughs> to yeah. like spend all this money on this camera and he's not going to be committed. Yeah. There's so, that's the thing though. Like there's so many people who go into their craft mm-hmm. and they're halfway committed. So they're like, oh, I'm going to just dabble in this and just get like. Yeah. Some MVP, which I, I understand the MVP product, meaning like your most viable product, your minimal viable product, meaning like something that you can do and get into that like costs you the least, but gives you some feedback, mm-hmm. you know? So if you would have brought a cheap camera, you may have seen if you like it or don't like it, and you can invest in the bigger camera. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to just jump in, not even knowing if you're going to love it into this expensive investment?
1: Well, um, I think it's the way I do things. When I, when I want to do something, I just go all the way you know what i mean and and by then i knew for sure that I, w- I would like it so i just went all the way with it you know so you made this steep investment into mm-hmm. this why why i just i just loved it the thing is like i was living incredible things in thailand you know i started like um
0: but you were in thailand at twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, yeah yeah oh, no,
1: it, it, oh. it was 2018 but like the thing is what i was saying that i i did an exchange program in thailand with the university yeah and everything seemed like, you know, extraordinary for me in a certain way. You know, I started meeting a lot of people and started seeing like different scenarios that they were amazing, living crazy experiences. You know, I feel like for anyone who just comes from the Western society and we first arrive here in, in Southeast Asia, it's just crazy. Like in so many ways, you know, because what's, it was completely different.
0: What's some of the crazy things, what's, what's going on over there?
1: Everything, you know, from the transport, you know, the way they move around, like the first time that I saw like at night people going around with tuk-tuks with all the music and mm-hmm. crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, the beauty of of the of the nature in so many ways, or like I don't know if you've been to the islands, but it just seems so so unreal, you know, in a certain way. So I just felt like I had the need to capture it, like to just you know start taking photos to to remember everything that I was doing, and then you know,
0: wow, that's incredible. So this is your passion, photography, now, right? Yeah, and because of your experience of moving out of Barcelona, coming to Thailand, being pretty submerging yourself in the culture, it kind of birthed this passion of yours. Yeah. As, of like, I want to capture this experience. I want to capture
1: these moments. Yeah. So if you would have stayed in Barcelona, would you have found your passion? I don't know. Probably probably not, you know. I think like in order to find what you like or what you don't like, you need to try as many things as you can.
0: Ooh,
1: say it again for us. In order, oh. <laughs> yeah. In order to to discover what you like or what you don't like, you just need to try things. And I think like so many people just forget about that.
0: So, so so what else did you try in the process of finding out that you really liked photography?
1: Well, man, like it it was like many things. Like, so, so the thing is like when you travel to a place where everything is completely different in so many ways, like people speak a different language, they have different cultures, uh, different culture, um, different way of interacting, everything is different. So I feel like when, when you start absorbing and, and, and realizing of all of it, then you start questioning yourself too in so many ways, you know, start thinking, why am I doing this in this way? Why am I doing this in this way? And that's when you start changing things that you maybe never even question about yourself, you know, but then you, you realize that they don't make sense or that they make sense in, in a different way, the way that maybe they do do it here, you know, here in Mm -hmm. Thailand, for example. Um, And that is when you grow, at least for me, you know? And so for me, uh, in order to grow, I always felt the need to, to seek discomfort and to just find different, sit- or put myself in different situations, you know, to yeah. actually like be able to learn.
0: It's the power of, of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Uncomfortable or comfortable is also putting yourself in the unexpectedness mm. uh, of things and allowing, you know, on the back end that unexpected things to happen, which exactly there's beauty on the other side of the unexpected. I think so 100%. many times we want to like know what's next. Yeah. And the beauty of life is that we don't know what's next sometimes. And that if we take some risk and we try we put ourselves in uncomfortable and not expectation for where we're going, we can actually end up somewhere that's really surprising and that like even exceeds.
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. Right. I feel that is what you say. So many times we try to. You know to see what is what is about to happen, you know, and what is the next move and what is the next step, and, and like have it everything prepared in a certain way. Like myself too, a lot. Like I always like to make lists to have everything ready in a way. Yeah. But but since since I moved here, um, especially these two three years that I was traveling all around, sometimes I didn't even know where I would sleep the next day you didn't even know where you were going to sleep no 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 because like i knew like you know it would be in a in a different hotel or in a different hostel or whatever yeah uh, but i didn't know the the exact place or the or the exact area because i i really enjoy letting myself flow in a way you know and just meeting people and i don't like to have everything like really scheduled especially when you travel i would say to anybody who wants to come to thailand my recommendation come here book the first 2 3 nights in a hotel in a hostel it all depends on what you're looking for, you know? Because that's that's something that I feel in Spain or in the Western society, people we're not really used to, to just go to hostels in so many ways. Or so we yeah. believe that it's something dirty or it is something that is not nice. But then when you come here, I think it's the perfect way to meet people. You know, especially if, you, if you're a solo traveler, it's one of the easiest way to meet people. So
0: hostels is one of the best and easiest ways to meet people, you think?
1: 100%, 100%.
0: And coming off that, you recommend, That if you are a new or beginning traveler, or even just someone who travels and wants to meet new people don't know anyone in that location, Mm -hmm. that come here, either go in a hostel, but also if you're new to an environment, and especially Thailand, it's feasible enough for you to get here for two and three days. There's enough options. There's enough, uh, the pricing doesn't fluctuate too much. And so you can end up picking up rent for someone who's like, man, what if I get there and everything's booked out?
1: Yeah, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen happen here in Thailand, There's always options. Again, like we all try to think, especially when we go to a new place, like what can happen or this is going to happen or this is, you know, I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. Or so many people, like so, so many people ask me so many times, oh you don't get bored. Like, uh, are you not tired of traveling alone? You, you don't feel uh, lonely all the time. And I'm just like, man, I can barely be alone when I'm traveling alone, you know? And it's because like, once you start traveling and you go to hostels, you start meeting people literally everywhere you go, you know, and you make friends and then you just like start hanging out with them. And you know, it's, you never, you, if you don't want to be alone, you're not going to be alone.
0: You have a vast amount of insight and experience, but one thing I really want to tap into, actually two things on this conversation I really want to tap into is the life of a photographer, you know, the freelancing, the entrepreneurship. I want to get an understanding of that because anyone can be able to apply their freelance entrepreneurship, their their grind as a creative yeah. to your process. But I also want to understand, like traveling is this intense thing for you know, Europeans, Americans, like if I travel out and in, especially into Asia, what is that going to look like? What is that experience like? And you are mentioning times where you didn't even have a plan for the next day, the next week. No, I, I became the same way, man. I was on a flight to Hong Kong. You're and booking. I booked my Airbnb on the flight <laughs> yeah, to Hong yeah, Kong, yeah, yeah, yeah. and on Airbnb it's like you only have four hours left, and my flight takes about three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah. I got to yeah, book yeah, it before. So it was intense, man. But we made it, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's start, man. Let's dive into to that. So you became a photographer. You you found that camera. You got it. You committed to it. When did you? When did it start? You're taking these photos. Hmm. How do you become? And actually, real quick, give us a a glimpse of of some of the accolades that you were given as a photographer that you've been able to, like, really been able to showcase your work, whether it's on Forbes or something like that. Like, give us some, some some of the cues.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you mean, like, in the places that I appeared or, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, so... For now, I think I've been around like 50 countries, something. something You've been around like 50 countries. Yeah. And I've wow. been like working in different projects. You know, I started doing like some commercial projects for some brands, some lifestyle photography. Then I got slowly into like travel photography. I won a couple of contests there too. And then, yeah, my 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 work has been showcased in some magazines, like in Forbes and in Business Insider, some of these places.
0: Business um, Insider, <laughs> Forbes, Yeah. Um, going around 50 countries. Yeah. And is, is winning competitions. I didn't even know there
1: was... F- for t- how do you have to submit for those? Yes, parties? yes. So that that was actually one of the ways that I started thinking... You know, it's funny because first, when, when I bought my camera and I started shooting in different countries, I thought like, am might really a photographer? Am I ready to start like getting money from that? You know, the imposter syndrome, you know, in a way, like being like, how I'm gonna get money if, if I just started, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I
1: think one of the times that I really started thinking, okay, that that can actually work, it was actually when I won a contest. Uh, it was actually in the same year, in two thousand eighteen.
0: You mind sharing how much that that contest one was?
1: Oh, it wasn't much. It wasn't much. It 500, 200? Like I think it was. I don't know if it was a, a thousand or or like five bucks or something. But like you're taking but, photog- was, but you're was, taking
0: photos for fun. Yeah, and then you get five hundred, yes. and then you
1: get five hundred to a thousand dollars. And then I had I had like people texting me asking me like, "Can you do a shooting for me here?" or or hotels being like, you know. So I was just like, okay, like maybe it's time for me to actually start believing
0: in it. But that brings up another thing, right? Like, you don't have to always do anything, always do something, for the exact output of that money, the quantity. Like, no. oh, I'm doing this just for a thousand dollars. Like, you're doing this for a thousand dollars plus the opportunity to get exposure connected with some of the. Yeah you know, s- to give visibility
1: for me it was like, I would, would, I would do it anyway for fun. And that's, that's why I know like, I really like it in that sense. It, it's not about the money. Obviously the more time you spend and the more you work in it, like you, you know, what do you want in terms of like, you know, the prices that you have and all of that. Yeah. But it is not about that at all, at least at least for me.
0: And it's expanding your perspective of like the world view. I remember we're like, we're out and about, we're talking to people, we're communicating. Yeah. You meet this one individual and they're like, I'm from here. Yeah. And you're like, the one with the river with the with the grass and the plants right there. They're like, You've been in my hometown? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, no, I've just done intensive research because that's a place that I want to capture. Yeah, the
1: imagery there—that's yeah. you don't even know. I remember that you didn't even know. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, yeah, yeah man, in that sense, like you would be surprised if you would see like what I save on Instagram or in Pinterest. Like I have all of these places that I saved. Yeah, um, that I want to know and just like learn about the people and and you know, I had I had so many like crazy experiences in some of these places. Like from and and some of them they just they just come from doing maybe a a, a random thing like I did in Vietnam that was also in 2018. I just I just took a, a motorcycle and I just went from the south of Vietnam to the border with China. It took me like a month, month and a half, something like that. And and it was it was really it was really crazy. Like the experience itself, you know. I remember that that at some point I ran I ran out of gas in the middle of the mountains. And and you know that is when you are just like okay, it's getting dark. I was pushing the motorbike and I just knocked in someone else's door. Um, to ask for some gas and the guy just came out with this huge machete just like super like kind of scared and i was just like hey hey hey!" he didn't speak any english and i just tried to show him like i need gas gasoline da, 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 da. <laughs> and the guy as soon as he saw that he started like smiling he ended up like you know giving me food and gasoline and everything you know that's you realize that the, the like we are really afraid of like what is going to happen or or we always believe like, oh my God, I'm just gonna get killed here and, and I, even though I was close to you know, people in general where you're traveling are incredibly kind and and they they have to help me in so many like in all the occasions that I needed it, there was always somebody who helped me. Wow. and so
0: you believe in people and yes. people around the world of all different cultures, nationalities and communities. You and I don't think people can speak to that a lot of times because people feel like I'm guilty of this sometimes, right? I, I may think, man, like if I go to this part of the country, yeah, that's like not used to people of my color. Hmm. Maybe no one will help me. You know, maybe no one will show yeah. up. Maybe people will be like, you know. And I yeah. do get that in certain parts of the world. And, and when I was in Hong Kong, I think a lot of people were maybe a little timid. Yeah. But then there's some people who are like, hey. where are you from? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, uh, you know, they start telling me places to go. And yeah, it's a really loving thing. And I I do agree with that. I I think if you're willing to go through the, the struggles a little bit of like, not everyone is going to be comfortable with you automatically. And why should they? They've never seen you before. They don't know your intentions. You're in their community. But if you show up with a smile, with a vibrant energy of light and you're just like, Hey, like, you know, no, because like you can feel danger yeah humans can feel like even from your own people like if you have someone that's like you just feel like someone's looking at you behind your back right like mm-hmm. it's like you just feel energy sometimes yeah. like they feel energy too especially when you're looking them straight in the face they can tell about your eyes your cheekbones your facial expressions like are you here to fight or yeah. are you here to you know love and accept and uh, I yeah. think like just a smile man and just yeah. even if they give you negative energy you just like, what's up man like they don't know what to do with that They're
1: like, no in general is what I'm saying like everyone came to me and, and sometimes, like it doesn't really matter if they don't speak English or, in my case, like they don't speak Spanish or they don't understand your language. It really doesn't matter. With gestures and a smile, um, you you can literally get anything. With
0: gestures and a smile, you can literally get anything in anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah. Well, have you uh, ever been in a situation where you were like really, you just didn't know if you were going to make it out?
1: Let me think. i mean the one that i told you with the machete was one of those that i was a bit like okay what is going on you know and i had to what was the location of that again that was close to i literally drove like for six hours to just go to see uh a, a waterfall is i think it's called banjo you rented a car no 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 i was in a motorbike i rented oh, okay. a motorbike and i went all around and and three or four years ago the road was completely different and yeah it was, it was a bit crazy when i ran out of gas that was one of the situations. And then, well, why, it, why, did, you, why did you run out of gas? Were you like, do you have like an hour? You were like, oh, gas running out. Or no, did you had like five minutes. You know, the the light didn't work. So I was mm. kind of calculating all the time. And at some point, just like, it went down. <laughs> and I'm just like, I had to push it. I had to push it for a kilometer and it was getting dark. So I was getting, I was like, I'm, I'm I need, and there was no people around. Man, I love the
0: part. So we've had some conversations on our own, but I think it was so powerful and it's powerful for a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, freelancers. And it talks about... Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Inspire More Life podcast. It was so impactful. And that's just part one. Jordy has so much more to share with us, near-death experiences, what opened his mind and his heart to really pursue what, his passion is. And I just want to keep continuously learning from him and taking his insight and sharing it with you. His experience is vast. He's been obviously, as you know, from the first podcast, he's been around the world, 50 plus countries and more coming. Man, I'm excited for you to see part two. Let's do it.